Hello and welcome to the Telejudge with me, Michael Hennessy. In this episode, I'm discussing disease control with Deirdre Doyle, who's working as a technologist in Oak Park. I first asked Deirdre how spring barley is looking at the moment, considering the dry weather of late. In general, crops are actually looking pretty well. Um, crops are, you know, generally were sown into quite good conditions, so this has helped establishment. Uh, crops are looking quite well. Um, there has been a shortage of rain, I suppose, for the last few weeks, so this has led to a little bit of drought stress um, in some crops. But we did get some rain last week, so this this has helped now a little bit to to ease that problem. Um, I suppose crops, like I was saying, they look quite well, depending on when they were sown. Um, they're kind of early tillering, heading, heading towards mid-tillering there now at the moment. Um, and just to say that disease is, there's very, very little disease really in crops at the moment, which is mainly due to the dry weather we've been having. Okay, so that's a it's, a, it's a great setup in terms of having crops that are well established and there's no great disease on it. Um, but when we're thinking about all the various different range of varieties that are out there, in terms of um, their ratings for disease control, is there much of a difference between them? And will that make much of a difference of what uh, an approach a farmer might take for different varieties? Uh, yeah, so um, at the moment there there are a range of different varieties. There, they're on the department list. There's there's six different varieties on the list at the moment, um, and they do they do range in the their ratings for disease. Um, I mean, for instance, you could take Planet. Um, it's it's got a score of eight for mildew there, so that would be considered you know relatively resistant to mildew. Um, but however, for Rhinosporium, Rust, and Net Blotch, it has a score of five. So that you know they're quite quite susceptible there. So when it does come to your disease control strategy, you'll be taking that into account. And then like I suppose you could just take another variety like Limona. It would have a a score of seven for Rhinosporium, so it would be a little bit more resistant to Rhinosporium. I suppose it's good. It's good we're starting off in a case where where there's very little disease. Certainly up the 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 sort of our part of the world in terms of um, Carlo and maybe further north. Um, are you hearing any disease maybe further south? Um, no, not not particularly. Uh, disease is, is very very low in in most places that I've heard of. Um, against against due to the dry weather that we've been having, uh, which is great. But uh, at the same time. You know, for farmers that are growing spring barley, it is very important for them to like to know the the variety that they have grown. You know, to know the strengths and the weaknesses of them. Um. So, I mean, this a lot of information can be found on the department list anyway. But just to you know, get out into the fields and really walk the crops, just to make sure that they have you know they know what's what's going on in the crop at the moment. So, if there are any diseases start to appear, um, they can take this into consideration when they're they're picking their fungicides. That certainly seems to be a common theme running through uh, all of my guests over the last number of weeks, Deirdre. Everyone is very much saying, farmers, get out and walk your crops, um, uh, get, get into those fields, um, get down on your knees, have a look and see see what's out there. Deirdre, coming to some of the research, um, certainly over the last number of years, uh, I know you've been highly involved in all this research. And within that, we can see that there's um, information coming out that there are, are a number of key timings that you you have established in research you might bring us through some of the trials that kind of led to those and how we've got to the the place we're in and, and maybe mention some of those uh, critical timings yep um yeah so there was a number of different trials carried out over the last few years um and at different sites as well just to get a, a good broad range of results um from these trials uh the results um have told us that you know, for your T1 timing, the best time to go is at mid-tillering, and then for your your T2 timing, so your second spray, um, it's when your awns are just starting to peep, so you know, kind of about an inch or so above the flag leaf. 
Um, the idea behind these timings, um, so for your T1 um, mid-tillering, this is to protect your tillers. Um, this is very important as your, your tillers are, they, they, they're very important to forming your yield. Um, this is down to grain number, uh, really, which is determined very early by the early by the barley plant. Um, so by protecting as many tillers as you can, um, you're you're you know you're protecting your 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 potential yield. And then for your T2 spray, um, the best time for that is when your awns are starting to peep. So the idea behind this is to protect your upper canopy, so your, your top two leaves and your awns, um, which are very important for the control of ramularia as well, which is becoming a problem um, in spring barley. Okay, we might come back to ramularia maybe in, maybe in a couple of minutes. Just going back to the first slide, which is the one that um, guys are going to be more in, 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 uh, in their sites maybe over the next couple of weeks. I suppose in the past, a lot of guys might have um, left that uh, first fungicide run on a little bit. It might be maybe towards growth stage 31. But what you're clearly saying there, if I can get you, is you're coming right back uh, to almost before stem extension, kind of the, the mid to late tillering stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just like I was saying, yeah, look, fr from the results we found, you know, you, you really should be putting your first fungicide on around mid-tillering. Um, this is just, it's really, it's important just you want to protect your tillers and that is that is the best time to do it because you, it's your best opportunity to really protect those tillers, which is the most important factor when it comes to your yield later on uh, in the season. So in terms then of when we talk about maybe the fungicides then, if we if we kind of switch to those for a second. Um, so in terms of the, the actives that are there, um, what are the main ones that are there and is there a particular mix that guys should be going for and there's a particular rates guys should be going for? Uh, yes. So um, a mixture of actives uh, is very, very important when you're, you know, come up with your, your fungicide program. Um, the most popular uh, actives that people are going to be using are your azoles um, and then your SDHIs, your strobs. Most likely the, the most, the azole that will be used will be prothiocanazole. Um, this very, very, very popular azole still works very, very well uh, for controlling disease on spring barley. Uh, so you'd be mixing this with either your SDHI or your strob and then uh, at your T1 timing and then for your T2 timing, you'll be doing something very, very similar, but also adding in a multi-site um, for the help of controlling um, ramularia. Again, just when it comes to picking what you want to use, it, it's, it's better to use an, a couple of actives rather than relying on just one thing. So, you know, not not to use just an azole in your in your uh, fungicide program. So, like, uh, so make sure to, to use a number of different actives there. In terms of rate, then, uh, you're talking about for quarter rates, half rates. What, what sort of rate should you use? Um, yeah, so uh, half rates, half rates are are what we recommend. Um, from again, from a lot of trials that have been carried out carried out over the last few years, uh, fifty percent rates um, are sufficient for controlling disease in spring barley. Okay, okay. So, and that, is that true for the T one and the T two, the first and the second? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You've been using uh, half rates uh, at both both times. So then the next question then comes to, and you mentioned before in terms of uh, ramularia, and you're talking about. Um, Chlorotanolol or Bravo, as people might know it, um, and obviously there's a change coming this year, whereby it's not available after the 20th of May. Uh, certainly, farmers shouldn't be using it after that date. Farmers might be thinking, "God, I really need to include this into my uh, fungicide program. Should they be putting it in at the first fungicide timing?" No, uh, we we don't think it's going to provide um, much disease control. Well, it's not it's not going to do much for your plant really um, by adding it in at T1. 
it, it is it, it's more it, it's a better product to be to be adding in at your T2 timing so to protect your upper canopy because it has always been a very good product for helping to control ramularia um, but unfortunately that it, it is gone from the 20th of May this year so um, it's unauthorized for use after that so realistically it's it's not going to be there for your T2 timing this year um, uh, so we will be looking at using a different multi-site then and from work that we have carried out uh, Falpit look uh, is another multi-site um, which seems to be giving an element of control of ramularia so that's what we will be um, advising to add in uh, with, in, into your fungicide program at your at your T2 timing, just like you were saying earlier, including it at T1 isn't going to give much benefit. It, it's more for a, a T2 spray. So the message, I suppose, that then this year will be uh, we won't be using Chlorotanol or Bravo in spring barley fungicide no. programs at all because it's it's too early for the T1, and um, we just can't use it when 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 we need to use it, which is at the T2, which will be. I suppose well into June. I suppose by the time we're using it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is exactly. Yeah, look, it's, it's unfortunately it's not going to be part of the the spring barley uh, fungicide program anymore, really. Okay, and talking about other chemistries, there's a new chemistry out there this year, uh, Revisol, um, uh, which is in a product called Revistar, and there's one or two other variations of that. But is that something that people should be considering uh, for ramularia control? Uh, yeah, it's a possibility. So uh, Revisol is a new azole to the market this year um, from BASF. Um, like you said, uh, it'll be under the name uh, Revistar or Lentima. If farmers wanted to use it, we would be re- it would be probably most beneficial at your, your, your T2 application because it, it may give some control of ramularia. That would be when you would be aiming it if you were to apply it. Okay. So the next one then I just wanted to, to, to focus on a little bit if I can, uh, in terms of the final fungicide or maybe fungicides in general, whether it's the first or second one, but perhaps it's more the second one. We haven't mentioned brackling at all. And that's certainly a feature of, of certainly winter barley and big bear, but probably a feature in spring barley as well. Do fungicides have a role in trying to prevent that? They have a role in preventing brackling and there have been certain fungicides that have claimed to help with brackling. Um, however, what we will be saying will be, you know, keeping the plant as clean and disease-free as you can is the most important element in controlling brackling. Um, as disease getting into the plant is weakens it, and that would be a, a big factor when it lead, leading to brackling. Okay, dear, just, so just finally, um, just wanted to ask you a final question here, just in terms of the fungicide. So I suppose farmers are going through the crop and they're trying to fit in um, other uh, elements of, of agronomy that they might need to do. Uh, such as perhaps uh, wild oat control, do they have or can they fit in reasonably well with a fungicide application at the T1 timing? It is possible to fit in some other necessary jobs, like you know, like you're saying, you know, for example, weed control or wild oat control with your T1. Ideally, you will be applying this a little bit earlier, you know, more likely with your with your aphicide control, um, because by the time T1 comes around, generally your your weeds are getting a little bit too advanced for your normal rates of herbicide, um, so you, you you probably have to increase your rate there, which can you know kind of heat up the mixture in, you know in your tank, which can lead to a bit of extra stress on your plant, which you don't always want. Um, so while it is possible to add in herbicide with your T1, it's it's probably not ideal really, and um, just because you know you are adding more active to the tank there which can you know can, can heat up your mix so ideally you'd be trying not to do it but it, it can be done okay i think that's really good sound advice given the fact that a lot of crops 
are under more moisture stress. Again, certainly maybe more towards the northern end of the country, but there's a lot of moisture stress out there. So whatever, whenever we're going through a crop, uh, we should try and have as least stress as we can on that to, to, to keep it growing well. Deirdre, yeah, just want to say thank you very much for your time. Uh, and it's been uh, very interesting just to go through all those bits and pieces. So thank you. Thank you. That's it for the Tillage Edge this week. And my thanks to Deirdre Doyle for joining me on the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.